everybody welcome to transform my anxious podcast and i want to go over second chronicles with you guys here it goes in chapter one solomon was made king in verse one later on god told solomon that whatever he asked god would grant it to him verse seven solomon desired to serve and love god more to do the following verse 10 Give me wisdom and knowledge that I may lead this people for who is able to govern this great people of yours. This God, end quote. This is God's response after. Verse 11. God said to Solomon, Since this is your heart's desire and you have not asked for wealth, possessions, or honor, nor for the death of your enemies, and since you have not asked for a long life, but for wisdom and knowledge, to govern my people over whom I have made you king, verse 12. Therefore, wisdom and knowledge will be given to you. And I will also give you wealth, possessions, and honor. Such no king who was before you ever had, and none after you will have. End quote. In chapter 2, Solomon makes preparations for the temple. I love when it was said about the following of the temple. Verse 5. The temple I am going to build will be great because our God is greater than all other gods. In chapter 3, Solomon builds the temple. In chapter 4, Solomon has furnishes for the temple to be done. In chapter 5, the ark of the Lord is brought to the temple. From chapter 5 to chapter 6, verse 11, the glory of the Lord filled the temple of God. I love that Solomon gave dedication to the Lord. Some of his words were the following. Verse, verses 14 and 15, he said, Lord, the God of Israel, there is no God like you in heaven or on earth. You who keep your covenant of love with your servants who continue wholeheartedly in your way. You have kept your promise to your servant, David, my father. With your mouth, you have promised and with your hand, you have fulfilled it as it is today. Verses 23, 24, and 25. Then hear from heaven and then act. Judge between your servants, condemning the guilty, and bring it down on the heads of on heads what they have done, vindicating the innocent by treating them in accordance with their innocence. When your people, Israel, have defeated have been defeated by an enemy because they have sinned against you, and when they turn back and give praise to your name, praying and making supplication before you in this temple then hear from heaven and forgive their sin of your people israel and bring them back to the land you gave to them and their ancestors verse 27 31 37 and 38 then hear from heaven and forgive the sin of your servants your people israel Teach them the right way to live and send rain on the land you gave your people for an inheritance so that they will fear you and walk in obedience to you all the time they live in the land you gave our ancestors. And if they have a change of heart in the land where they are held captive and repent and plead with you in the land of their captivity and say, we have sinned, we have done wrong and acted wickedly. And if they turn back to you with all their heart and soul in their land of captivity, when they were taken and pray towards the land you gave their ancestors, 
towards the city you have chosen and towards the temple I have built your name. End quote. I love Solomon's prayer in this chapter. In chapter 7, verse 1, when Solomon finished praying, fire came down from heaven and consumed the, consumed the burnt offering and sacrifices, and the glory of the Lord filled the temple. Verse 2, the priest could not enter the temple of the Lord because the glory of the Lord filled it. End quote. The Israelites worshiped God and gave thanks in verse 3. Sacrifices were offered to the Lord in verses 4 through 5. Preparations were being done for the temple of the Lord in verses 6 to 10. In verse 11 and 12, when Solomon had finished the temple of the Lord in the Voya Palace and had succeeded in carrying out all he had in mind to do in the temple of the Lord in his own palace, the Lord appeared to him that night and said, I have heard your prayer and chosen this place for myself as a temple for sacrifices, end quote. I love when God says the following, verse 14, 17, and 18. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. As for you, if you walk before me faithfully as David your father did and do all I command, and observe my decrees and laws, I will establish your royal throne as a covenant with your with David your father when I said you would never fail to have a successor to rule over Israel. Verse 19, 20, and 22. But if you turn away and forsake the deeds and decrees I have given to you and go off to serve other gods and worship them, then I will uproot Israel from my hand, which I have given to them and will reject this temple i have consecrated for my name i will make it a byword and an object of ridicule among the peoples people will answer because they have forsaken the lord the god of their ancestors who brought them out of egypt and have embraced other gods worshiping and serving them that is why he brought all this disaster on them end quote in chapter 8, Solomon built the temple of the Lord and his own palace in verse 9, I mean verse 1, and did other activities in verses 2 to 15. The temple of the Lord was finished in verse 16. In chapter 9, Solomon met the queen of Sheba. He answered all her questions and was overwhelmed by Solomon in verses 2 to 4. The queen of Sheba praised God in verse 8. And gave Solomon spices and other things in verse 9. King Solomon gave Sheba all she desired and asked for, plus more in verse 12. Solomon was blessed with great riches in verses 13 through 28. Solomon died in that chapter. Give me one second. Oh, yes. Um, Solomon died in that chapter. Many of his life activities and how he drifted away from God was in the other books of the Bible. I can relate to Solomon. I will use the gifts that God has blessed me for him and then use those gifts to drift away from God. That is why I must worship God and have my heart beat with God more than anyone or anything in this world. Anything in competition with God or close to God must be eliminated or reduced because it would end up destroying me and everyone around me. It is not worth 
choosing anything or anyone more than God. God gave, gave us gifts so that we can live for him. And God knows that he is the only one that could truly satisfy us. That is why with everything I have, I want to give back to God. In chapter 10, the Israelites had heavy work and harsh labor that Solomon put on them when he was still living. Verse 4, Royal Bones sought advice and wise elders to them to be kind to the people and give them a favorable answer so that they could be his servants always. Verses 6 to 7. Rohbon rejected the wise counsel consulted the men he grew up with. They told him to make the work harsher and harder in verses 8 through 12. Rohbon followed his friend's advice in verses 13 to 15. This is why it's so crucial to seek advice from godly counsel and not just from your friends or from people who tell you what you want to hear. I grew spiritually and avoided many pitfalls in life from simply choosing to live life like that. Verse 15. So the king did not listen to the people for this turn of events was from God to fulfill the word of the Lord has spoken to Jeroboam of Nebat through Algi the Shulite. King Jeroboam sent out for Adumaram, the person who was in charge of forced labor, but the Israelites stoned him to death in verse 18. The Israelites remained in rebellion against David's house in verse 19. In chapter 11, the following happened, verses 2-4. But the word of the Lord came to Shemarillah, the man of God, say to Rehoboam, son of Solomon, king of Judah, and all Israelites, Israel and Judah and Benjamin. This is what the Lord says. Do not go and fight up against your fellow Israelites. Go home, each and every one of you, for this is my doing. So they obey, end quote. So they obey the words of the Lord and turn from marching against Jeroboam. The consequence happened to Jero, Jeroboam, though. Verse 14, 6, oh yeah, 14. The Israelites even abandoned their pasture lands and property and came to Judah and Jerusalem because Jeroboam and his sons have rejected them as priests of the Lord. End quote. I love the Israelites' hearts here. 16 and 17 verses. Those from every tribe of Israel who set their hearts on seeking the Lord, the God of Israel, followed the Levites to Jerusalem to offer sacrifices to the Lord, the God of their ancestors. They strengthened the kingdom of Judah and supported Rehoboam, son of Solomon, three years, following the ways of David and Solomon during this time. End quote. Rehoboam appointed Erahai as prince, and it was said that he acted wisely in verses 22 to 23. In chapter 12, it said the following. After Rehoboam's position as king was established, he became strong, and he and all Israel abandoned the word of the Lord. Because they had been unfaithful to the Lord, Sheba, king of Egypt, attacked Jerusalem in the fifth year of King Rehoboam. Verse 3, with 1,200 chariots and 6,000 horsemen and the innumerable troops of those people um he captured wait one second okay yes um he captured the fortified cities of judah 
and as far as Jerusalem. The prophet Shemur of Gai came to Rabon and the leaders of Judah and said that God will abandon them to sure God because they abandon God. There is nothing worse than abandoning God because we lose the potential relationship with God, but also the consequences that surface up from that. It is not only the consequences. Sorry, one second. It is not only the consequences for you, um, but everyone around you. And sin never delivers what is promised either. They are... As a result, they as a result humbled themselves towards God, and God said his wrath will not be poured out on Jerusalem through Shirak. But they will become subject to him through um they'll be subject to him anyways. Sorry, I'm so tired. Um verses six through eight. God loves repentance. In verse twelve, because Robo humbled himself, the Lord's anger turned from him and he was not totally destroyed. Indeed there was some good in Judah, end quote. But later on, after he fully established king, as, as, later on after he was fully established as king in Jerusalem, verse thirteen, Robon did evil and did not set his heart on seeking the Lord. Verse fourteen, it ends the chapter where Robon rested with his ancestors in fifth, verse fifteen. Such a tragic way to end his end his life. That is a guarantee for people who choose to live a life apart from. God, or even choosing to have half devotion towards God or have obedience towards God as well. So thank you so much for listening to Transform My Anxious podcast, and I hope you have a wonderful and blessed day. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.